Those suck. They're worse than nothing. I could write way better songs. Go ahead, but don't use A-flat or G-natural. Those notes are owned by Disney. Oh. That's A-flat. Oh. That's better. Myself, the boy, two joys, no questions asked. Hello, welcome to the Weekly Song Podcast. My name is Roger Heathers, and with me is Declan Kitchener, and this is the show where we each write a song in the space of a week, bring them to this podcast and discuss how we wrote them, including chords, lyrics, structure, how we might develop them, that sort of thing. And we've been writing for seven weeks now. By the way, uh, hello, Declan. I, I nearly... Hello. I, ne- I wonder when you were going to get to me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I went on a bit of a tear and I thought, ah, okay. That's no, fine. I like it. Bold, bold through with all this energy. It's cool. <laughs> but um, so we've been writing, haven't we, for like seven weeks now. So we've come up with seven songs each and I'm tired. Yes. Yes, we're so tired, but we're free and we've got seven songs out of it. This is Plus true. maybe one more. <laughs> yeah, we, we've... Mm. Uh, but so what we that's a that's a affirming reaction we've got from you there (laughs) yeah we've got another song haven't we um yes um it depends how you define the term song (laughs) oh god just as long as you don't go yoko ono screaming and everything it'll be fine we'll see (laughs) we may be doing that anyway but it won't be part of the intended performance Um, And uh, so what we do at the end of writing for seven weeks um, You'll know this if you've heard the show before In previous seasons Is we'll have an eighth episode after the seven of writing Where we go back and we look at the seven songs we wrote each And um, have a listen to them Have a talk through sort of what were the pros and cons And what we might do differently next time All that sort of thing Mm. And generally make ourselves sound much cleverer than we did at the time Oh yeah, that's that's a given. You got to do that. <laughs> <laughs> that's our raison d'être. Exactly. Uh, so who's going first this week? Uh, so it's your go to go first this week. Oh. Okay. So the challenge this week was basically based off a joke off The Simpsons, where uh, you can't use the notes A flat or G natural because they're owned by the Disney Corporation. Go ahead, but don't use A-flat or G-natural. Those notes are owned by Disney. So our challenge was to write a song without those (laughs) notes. Uh, Here's my song. It might sound a little different to uh, previous weekly song demos. There is a reason. I'm so sorry. Here we go. You'd be on a run 
decency a barrel of fun Oh pity you not a clue you've got a lot to Got it yet? All of your excuses are the words that you say. All the things you never seem to notice back in the day. Laugh it up, but did I die? Story you've had in your way till now. Now you gotta get out of my way. Okay, so that was uh, Declan's song without A flat or G natural. Yeah. <laughs> I really like it. What's it, what's it called? Does it have a title? Uh, I think at the moment it's called Oh Pity You. Because um, I was going to call it Gotta Get Out of Our Way, but then I realised I've already had a song this season called Gotta Get Out. So <laughs> <laughs> can't have um, too many titles the same within your own catalogue, otherwise you end up looking like you've got no ideas. Um. (laughs) no i I really like that it's very cool and also like um the first like electric guitar recording in the podcast yes there is a very specific reason for this basically so on the first day we had this challenge i sort of ended up playing around on my acoustic guitar for a bit and i was sort of trying to play around with chord shapes that didn't have either g or a flat in them and I was just finding it really clunky. I couldn't really get anything out of it. And then I remembered I like Royal Blood. <laughs> <laughs> Which, if you haven't heard them before, Royal Blood are a band who are basically just a bassist and a drummer. But the bassist uses loads of effects to sort of uh, produce octaves above uh, where the bass normally sits. So it sounds like a full rock band. So I thought, okay, so if that's on a bass, that's only using single notes most of the time that sounds like it might be a more interesting way to write, or at least within the confines of this challenge. Okay. It was difficult, um, I'm not going to (laughs) lie. Presumably writing Royal Blood songs is much easier when you have access to all 12 notes of the Western scale. Um, (laughs) But that's kind of where you get the uh, riff from. The... Which is a killer riff. Uh, to me, it sounds a bit too much like song two. <laughs> I like it, but uh, yeah, expect someone coming in to do that. I got my head done. Um, anyway, uh, the notes for that are C, B flat, E, F, and F sharp, uh, which kind of means the song's based around a C minor feel with a bit of a diminished in there every now and then. Uh, obviously, in C minor, you have a G, so that's not allowed. Mm. So that was interesting trying to come up with some of the bits for that. And you've sort of got those hits on the C where you got the melody going from E flat down via D to C, which is, again, it was one of those things. It's 
clunky and awkward, but it's like the easiest thing to fit in there and it's totally not ripped off from money. That's what I want at all. Um, <laughs> and it's it was kind of difficult to not go back up to a G on the vocal for the A pity you, not a clue you got to... <laughs> go back up that way. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's that's the thing is like, trying to like ed like step around those notes it can be really difficult when you want to go to them well it's kind of interesting in that uh because this ends up being in c minor your four and your five would be f and g and you don't end up going there because you can't have g <laughs> so once you've done all the verse bit you have the chorus which is e flat to f to d to e flat which is just a little movement i always love i've used it in a few of my songs before uh, but normally it's based around the four and the five, and this time it's sort of based around the three and the four with a sharpened second in there, I think. Um, <laughs> no, I'm wrong. That's not a sharpened second. It is just a second. But you've kind of got the vocal travelling along with that as well, those notes, because if you go too much higher, you end up on G, uh, particularly if you try and harmonise a third on E flat. Uh, you end up with S sharp or G, depending on whether it's minor or major. And if you try to go major on it, uh, ends up being one of the band notes. Uh, so you sort of end up going as close as you can to it at the end for the... Which it Sorry for the singing. Which is um, F sharp. And then sort of to get back into the verse. That you gotta get... You got dangerously close to G with that F sharp. <laughs> yeah, dangerously close. But that's kind of like the fun of it in my head. Like... Uh, Ooh, we're testing the boundaries. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, which you sort of have that again in the bridge bit where, like, it's you sort of end up skipping the band notes, as it were. So you go F, F sharp, B flat, B, C. So you've missed out G and A flat there as well. But then you've also got, like, the harmony on the F and the F sharp. So, like, you're going A, B flat on top of F. F sharp, so you're literally just missing out the band notes. Oh man! I, so you were really smart with this because you actually like included harmony as well, which is a whole nother level of not including those notes. Well, that's the thing. Royal Blood songs tend to have like vocals that go against the bass and like being different, sort of have different meter feels, as it were. Hmm. Sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes, um, and you can't really do the whole thing when you're leaving out notes in the scale which is why it's like royal blood light it's one of those things if you can't use certain notes chords are out so you have to write uh with single notes to try and come up with the coolest thing you can come up with and what i really liked is that because you're suddenly using single notes you feel less encumbered to abide by the rest of the scale rules if that makes sense right so you can just chuck in these notes that don't fit like f sharp and b and it's fine um and you can do like the chromatic ascension thing in the bridge. Uh, I did kind of use chords in this recording for the final chorus. I was using power chords E flat, F, D, and E flat, which your fifths of those are B flat, C, A, and B flat. So again, <laughs> you're dangerously close to the wrong notes, but uh, not actually using them. It makes me tense to hear you describe this, because um, for people who kind of don't know their, their fifths and playing power chords, let's say, for example, you wanted to write a song in C, and then you wanted to play a C power chord, immediately the fifth of C is G, so you're already out the game. So. Yeah, that's kind of like one of the things I thought, oh, I can end on a C power chord. 
No, I can't. <laughs> Not today. <laughs> Not today, Satan. Um, but that's kind of where that came from. And I try. we'll probably have a little clip in here somewhere, but I did try... It was written on a distorted bass. I just plugged it into my audio input, turned up the gain and sort of went nuts. I did try like a rough version on acoustic when I was trying to get the lyrics down. Uh, but as you can hear, it it sounds thin and weedy and everything. Like acoustic songs really need like chords, or they need fast movement, or they need to be slightly lower down in the register if you're doing single notes. I feel, mm, mm. Um, which this one didn't really fit. So I thought, okay, well this is kind of out of season challenge. I'm going to break all of the rules, which is why you've got uh, the bass recorded with fuzz box. Then I just because I was so lazy, I just kept the fuzz plugged in, the bass fuzz, and plugged the guitar into that. <laughs> so it's not like a proper tone or anything. It's literally just to get the notes down. And MIDI drums as well, because like it need it needs something if you're going to do the electric thing. Mm. Uh, it's very simple. It's just bass and snare. But it was a bit of a nightmare trying to work out what certain things happen when you get into the chorus where you got the... But... And like you're trying to work out what on earth is happening with the drums there, right, right. <laughs> Which I think in my case just ended up being like four hits on the floor. Oh, yeah. it's so funny how because the challenge was so restrictive, um, and it had such you know strict boundaries, it feels like there was more of a thing of like, okay, let's break some other rules. Let's write a more you know unconventional song than I normally would, or you know let's record it a little differently. So yeah, so in that in that spirit of like disobeying every rule that's ever been set at this podcast i i decided to do that um it, it paid but, off hugely yeah and i think that's about as much as i can say about the writing of it it's it, it's weird i'd i'd like to go back to it maybe one day with a band if i can put fifths and things in if i can actually use proper chords <laughs> well I, I think the great thing about the song you've written is it doesn't sound like a song that shouldn't include notes. It doesn't sound like a song that was generated by this challenge. So, you know, kudos for that. Because you, you can go down this route so many ways, but I just thought, like, see what is the most conventional sounding song I can write without... Because, like, there must be songs we've written without, like, grouped notes or something at some point. But it's just, once you have to think about it, that's when the issues start coming in, when you have to design it around not having notes rather than just leaving them out because you didn't need them. Definitely. It's a, it's a challenge unlike any other we've done, I think. Yeah, because there's like uh, certain notes on the keyboard or the guitar that are just greyed out, like you can't touch these. And initially you think, okay, well, that's fine then because I've got all the other notes. But yeah, it is. it was a real challenge. But yeah, like I say, kudos for yeah. making it sound like a real song as opposed to like a challenge song. Thank you. Um, yes <laughs> that's all I can say to that I apologise I apologise I said said to you Declan before we recorded this is the weirdest song I've ever brought to the podcast so he sent that to me uh, like a whole day before he actually sent me the song Like, so I had this hype building up for how weird is this going to be <laughs> I'm not I'm not sure I was quite prepared um, 
Okay, so uh, it's called, well, the working title is Pizza Ad. So uh, here we go, let's take a listen. If you're hungry, as you're screaming, if a steaming pizza pie is what you're dreaming, we'll be waiting for your order. In a little bit, you'll have to the When you order, dial zero, seven hundred nine nine eight three two four. From the menu to the service, it's apparent that we don't expect your business. But we're trying, really trying. We spent half the last year's wages on this promo. Seems like no one at the Nisa. And there we go. That is pizza ads. <laughs> oh man! I think this breaks the record for the shortest song we've ever had on the podcast. <laughs> yes, I really, I like this. I like how kooky and weird it is. Um, <laughs> Thanks. Please explain. <laughs> explain yourself. Um, <laughs> yes, I'm not mad. I'm just curious. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um. The reason it's so odd and short and that sort of thing is because I really struggle with the challenge. Um, I, I've been trying, like, picking up the guitar um, at several points in the week uh, that we were writing and just thinking, okay, like, what scale could I use here? You know, I could uh, I could play in C-sharp major, for example, and, you know, avoid a few of the notes, or I could play in this and that. And I just couldn't come up with anything where... Or I could come up with, like, little fragments of like, okay, that could be a verse, and I haven't touched G yet, or, or G sharp, or A flat. Um, here we go. And then once I went into the bridge or something like that, I'd immediately be playing a G, and i go, I can't think of another way to phrase this. This is kind of like the issue I was having as well, like, because I managed to pick my song being in C, and G is the fifth of C, you so desperately wanted to go to the fifth at some point. But, like, you've got to sort of kill your instincts to do that, haven't you? Yeah, which is really... Um... Obviously, restrictive is an understatement because it's so obvious, but it is very restrictive because it what you want to do instinctively, and I, I really try to go off instinct when I'm writing. Uh, you know, if you go off instinct and your instinct leads you to one of the forbidden notes, then, you, you know, you kind of got to start again, at least at, at the last point you checked off on. So my thinking was, let me just do a song which is based around single notes because time was getting on and I tried, ah, I tried plenty of other things. And uh, so I thought, what can I do? Okay, so let's try playing in E, you know, and let's try doing a song. I was just thinking to myself, I'll try doing a song that's like, um, like really off the wall, really kooky and like almost like a kind of tribal chant. So like no real harmony involved, just like a few notes that like you can, <laughs> I don't know, like in my mind, I was thinking like picture. So what you thought was you need to very speed yourself down 12 semitones. <laughs> well, that's like the, that's like the brute of the tribe. You know what I mean? He's like the low voiced barrel chested pizza delivery guy (laughs) here's your pizza hope you like it i made it myself you call that a tip but uh so yeah i just had this picture of like people around a campfire just like kind of beating drums (laughs) and like all singing the same tune uh, like in various octaves because the thing is if you so is this your version of kumbaya then pretty much yeah (laughs) if if you're Avoiding harmony, which at this point, so late on in the week, I was, there are too many things that would happen with harmony where you might hit on the forbidden notes. So I was thinking, okay, I can use octave. I can use it so, like, you have a group of people, some men, some women, some children, all with different octaves, singing this one melody. 
so so the thing is like i guess the thing is once you kind of go okay i'm gonna base it around these few notes immediately i can't write the type of lyrics i would normally write because it would just sound really odd you know so i thought let's go a bit off the wall and you know um i'm a big fan of that band ween um you know and they do a lot of experimental music a lot of music with a tinge of humor to it and that sort of thing so i thought i'll try something like that see ween wasn't where i was getting from it i was getting more zapper Mm. It's definitely that's that sort of thing. That sort of like. But like the this is musical comedy, but it's actually really good. So screw you. I don't know about really good. I, I don't know. I don't <laughs> even know what I think of this piece of music. I've, I've you know vomited out. But I I like it. I think it like um it's almost like if you had a musical set in a pizza joint, and this would be like one of the transition songs. Is <laughs> setting up another scene that sort of demonstrates how desperate that they are for people to come to this pizza joint. <laughs> like. I I, I kind of like it in that regard. Like, if you had, like, a Cityscape so- uh, album or something where you had songs about different parts of the city, this is, like, the jokey song that sort of, like, bridges two major, like, dramatic points. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, it, the fact that it is short, I think, is just kind of a... It's kind of supposed to be an advert. Like, a, not a real advert, obviously, but, like, a really kooky, strange version of an advert. Well, I can't, again, the thing I was getting is that it could be, like, in The Simpsons or something. Like, if you listen to the songs on the soundtrack app, and they're all really short because they've got to fit into 20-minute episodes. So, like, this could be, like, a <laughs> like a weird Simpsons advert. Well, you know what? Maybe that rubbed off because I've been watching a lot of Simpsons recently, and I'm kind of, like, uh, like season six, seven now, where the songs start to become more um more commonplace. So maybe it's rubbed off or something. I don't know. There's a reason for that actually. It was the um producers who sort of came in on season seven and eight were actually fans of Broadway and fans of musicals. So you get much more uh, references to musicals in there as well, which they went off and did the critics some years later. Oakley and Weinstein, I think the producers were. Uh, but the critic was all about like someone reviewing Broadway shows and everything. Is that like a live-action movie? No, 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 no. It's another animated... It's the one that crossed over with The Simpsons. Oh, I need to watch that. That sounds amazing. But yeah, so I, I love it when The Simpsons sing. And maybe it's like something akin to that. But um, as far as the... I mean, the lyrics are just... The, the lyrics are self-explanatory in a, in, a, in a way. But musically, I was thinking like, okay... What's it a metaphor for, Roger? <laughs> What's it say about your soul? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I'm dropping things. But um, as far as like how I started with the music of it, um, just to wrap my section up here, uh, I started with the notes B, D and E. I thought, OK, they're a little way away from G and G sharp. So I thought, OK, I'll start with that. And, you know, then you get this. And then it was just basically a case of like finding some some notes in the E because that's in E, by the way. So uh, that's B, D and E. And then I thought, I want to play, obviously, E pentatonic or E blues. Which, if you go up, you run into a problem immediately, don't you? Exactly. So if you're playing E pentatonic, you go E, G. Okay, whoops. <laughs> so I thought, but the thing is, there's no um, there's no A flat slash G sharp in the E minor pentatonic. So I thought, they're pretty safe. But that G is so useful for, like... You know what I mean? Like that extra like rocky flavor that you can have with E, e pentatonic songs. Mm. Um, so I just kind of ended up kind of playing uh, and playing an E in place of a G. So that little kind of uh, chromatic run there is B, uh, B flat, A. So a little bit close to the forbidden notes there. Mm. And then you kind of got this thing as well, just for the sort of B section where you go... 
which is just F E D E, and then variations of that rhythmically. So like you know that bit where it goes, um, when you order, dial zero seven one eight nine nine eight three two four. I love that bit. That kind of reminds me of the IT crowd. What uh, check the oh one one eight nine nine nine. Eight eight one nine 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 one one <laughs> nine seven two five three. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's um, I I've never put like a, a phone number in a song before, so that's a first. It's the first time for everything. <laughs> yeah, and uh, that's basically how it came about, and uh, and I'm sorry. Well, don't be sorry. It's amazing. I love it. It's so, it's so stupid. I think it's funny. <laughs> you know, the funny thing is, though, I'm going to develop this and, like, really produce it up. <laughs> is it going to be, like, the centre point of your next album? <laughs> I don't even know. I just... There's something about it that I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> but I love it. <laughs> I kind of think you know how you did on Winter Take Four, where you had like all the adverts and everything. Yeah. Uh, you could like write some more like comedy adverts and just put them on in between songs and just like I know you hate the like picture of a TV and a TV kind of thing, but like you could have uh, like it's sounding like it's coming over a radio broadcast or something yeah definitely <laughs> just in between the songs <laughs> so like just do your big emotional ballad and that's why i'll never love I, I think actually to be honest with you one last thing before we move on is like there's something quite liberating about what writing something that I don't take seriously. Because I think so often with songwriting, I go, oh, it's a song and I've got to take it seriously and blah, blah, blah. But writing something dumb like I've written here is like, oh, right, that's actually quite a liberating experience, you know? Yeah, it's kind of nice when you don't... Sort of, it doesn't necessarily have to reflect on you as a person. It can just be this stupid thing. And it's just like, oh, okay, I enjoyed that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> and there's also like this kind of... Uh, thing of like okay i could produce this entirely differently because i'm so non-identified with it like with a song that's like you know like (laughs) clever chords and melodies you go okay there should be a piano there on a drum kit with this one i'm like there could be like a ring modulator on a drum machine and (laughs) are you trying to get a dalek singing this or something if you're hungry (laughs) for some pizza oh man that wouldn't that just take it to the next level of weirdness I suppose it's time we should be listening to all the songs we did this season, isn't it? Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Uh, let's have a look back and see... Which one was first? Ah, uh, so for... I don't know. <laughs> it, was, it was seven weeks ago. <laughs> you expect me to know what am I doing this podcast? Yeah. I'm actually a goldfish. I can't remember what I did this <laughs> the beginning of this episode. Um, should we should we alternate? Um, like just, uh, you know, you, me, you, me, you, me sort of thing? Yeah, can do. Cool. Okay. So uh, I think first song was, well, for me, it was Got a Lot of Faith, wasn't it? Got a Lot of Faith. All right, let's uh, take a listen to a clip of this one. And, uh, and yeah. It often catch him drowning in denial. Perfectly presented with his made up face. The troopers always resting, lying just beneath the skin. And lying in the trouble he was in. But they've got a lot of faith in him. They've got a lot of faith in Stubbornly beside him in the darkness 
So, uh, yeah, that was a clip of uh, Got A Lot Of Faith, Declan's uh, first week song. I love it. And can I just say, I didn't actually mention this on the podcast, but I love how it's in the third person, like a lot of the lyrics. I think I mentioned this on the podcast so that it was sounded uh, less sad that I was talking about myself. <laughs> it's like that um, Tim Minchin thing. He wants to see more and roll, so he writes in third person. <laughs> it tends to seem more cool, but he suspects it's not it's working. Not working. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's um that's a really good song by the way. But um I do like that one probably the most of this run joint. Uh but yeah, I I, I like it. I, I really want to put it on an album or like get it in a band or just I want to play it live even like on acoustic guitar. I was going to say it works really well as an acoustic song. I mean, other than the part with the solo, we'd have to suddenly go <laughs> Declan, that's what kazoos are for. <laughs> I can't use kazoos. Because uh, these are weird and foreign to me. <laughs> um, but I, I love it. It's great. It's It almost feels like fully complete because a lot of your songs you would be like, um, oh, okay, I'm going to add drums, I'm going to add bass and guitars to this. But this one just feels like you you could add all that stuff, but it works so well just unaccom- uh, you know, unaccompanied in that sense as well, acoustic. So I think this needs, if this gets produced, it needs to go full Frank Turner, positive for negative, like uh, – full-on rock sort of style like just to bring the most out of them but they got a lot of faith in it and try and get like crowd chanty vocals on that bit oh i can definitely hear that i can i can picture like the whole works if you were to do it like a band production i can picture the full works of like proper like you know everyone clapping on the snare beat as well yeah that'd be fun one out of one. Want to hear that happen? One out of one. Yeah, that is one of my favourites of your run as well. Really good start to the season as well, I must say. Thank you. Um, it's a pity the rest of my songs didn't match up quite as much, mostly. Um, but your first song this week uh, was uh, "Didn't You?" Yes, I did. Oh, okay. Here it is. I bet he looked in your eyes and took your hands from me. I know it's not the same. I know it's not the same. <laughs> Bring the Horizons cover. I must say, we're listening to these in full between like our little comments, whereas you're only getting a clip. We had a lot of fun listening to that. <laughs> It's fun to like in like live overdub ridiculous things on top of it on the phone call. Yeah. <laughs> Man, your throat's gonna Didn't kill. You know? <laughs> oh, I really like that one. I kind of, I can sort of picture what the start of a music. I don't know where the rest of the music video go, but I imagine like in the first verse, just like you, like in a sort of American fifties, like out in the desert somewhere driving along a motorway in a convertible car just like singing the first verse and like being all cool and artsy and whatever like it's sort of the verses give me that sort of like long drive to nowhere vibe which Mm. i think is really cool well you know the start of a music video is really the most important part yes entirely nothing ever happened interesting in the middle of a music video ever (laughs) not not once (laughs) Not once, no. Never. One, of, one of the strangest statistics, actually. <laughs> but Yeah, true, 100% of the time, according to 110% of all statistics. Can't argue with that. Exactly. But I, I would guess um, with, with Didn't You, it's like, 
I kind of uh, wanted to start off the seven weeks with like something that was more upbeat. And I think I think I might have gone a little far with that, but I think... Uh, I may have gone a bit too far in a few places. In a few places. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but I don't know. Um, I suppose the one thing about this song is that I, I wonder where to take it. Um, whether whether it's to go... just acoustic, I mean, or, or whether to like put drums and stuff on it. I don't know. I mean, you could do percussion, not necessarily drums, like, uh, like have some cymbals on it or like uh, someone who actually knows how to play the cajon or like claps and clicks and things. It doesn't need that much more, I don't think. Like bass, maybe a little bit of strings, but like it's it's pretty good as it is. Oh, thanks. Yeah, maybe oh, more than sort pretty of good. Like it's a, bloody amazing, but you know, maybe like a Simon and Garfunkel Cecilia type of thing, like acoustic, but with you know, extras. that could work. I can really see that working now. You mentioned Cecilia. Cecilia. You're breaking my heart. Taking my confidence daily. Um, Cecilia. We're just going to do that for the rest of the podcast. <laughs> Forget the other weeks. Uh, yeah, <laughs> let's just sing Simon and Garfunkel. Actually, that probably would be much more entertaining content than what we're about to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. But uh, so we're moving on to week two of this week season. Two. Season 10, by the way. I mentioned season that about 10. 55 minutes into the episode. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, season 10. It's, 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 what, how? I don't understand. Ow. And episode 99. Oh, dear. No. We're about to tip over to, into the triple figures. To the great old hundo. So week two, Declan's song, or yours, it's really, really weird saying Declan's song because I'm speaking to you on the phone. Um, your song this week, Declan, as you well know. <laughs> I don't actually because I didn't actually name this one properly. You actually technically named it what it is. So what is it called? Well, your song this week, Declan's called Time and Place Where I Belong. Oh, fantastic. Let's have a gander. Oh. That line just makes me think like it's meant to be in a sci-fi show. Like, what is this air thing you call kissing? <laughs> what is kissing? Time and place where I belong. Declan's song from week two. You're yeah. listening to BBC Radio 2. My name is Jeremy Vine. Um, not really. Oh, uh, thank you. Thank you, Jeremy. Um, my name is still Declan. I don't know how I got onto BBC Radio 2. Um, <laughs> so, so, could you point me the way to the exit, please? Uh, by the way, I love your broadcasting. I'm not a problem. You must have pressed the wrong button on your computer. It happens all the time. Uh, okay. Uh, could, should I press this button? Press destruct? Uh, that's not the one. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm gonna press it anyway. Just see what happens. And now the news. This is why we're not in radio comedy. <laughs> this is why we're not in radio either. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I really like this one. Um, it it really feels like you kind of got a really strong identity to all your songs this run. Um, maybe more than any other run before. Would that be? Is that something fair to say? Um, I've I got a strong identity in some of them. Um, <laughs> I mean, this thing is definitely what it is. Um, mm. But 
as I listen back to it, it's one of those ones where I sort of lament, and there's nothing I can do about this, but it's where I lament how limited my vocal range is. Okay. Because really, it's one of those songs where, like, uh, where you're singing like that seems a bit low. You want to be going a bit. You want to be more in that kind of territory, but I can't get up there, as you've just been able to hear. Um, so it's kind of compositionally weak in that regards, purely based on the fact that I have to sing it. Uh, same thing, like you were sort of saying when we were listening to it. Oh, I love like the uh, "Take Me to the." The reason it goes up is because I can't hold notes, <laughs> <laughs> so I have to camp my way out of it. But I mean, the thing is, with with any songwriter, with any musician, like we all have like our limitations, whether that's with pitch or like your ability to like, I know it's like some musicians can play like really complicated rhythms, whereas some, you know, are more sort of like strummy or what have you. But it's a case of I think like working within your personal limitations and thriving but, regardless. And I think you do that perfectly on on a song like this. Well, I think the thing with a song like this is that I, it's sort of written almost beyond my limitations in terms of where the vocal ideally wants to be placed. Oh, I, oh, uh, I see. So you can, like, you can yeah. hear the, the discrepancy there. Yeah, like there's a version in my head with a singer who can do it really well, and then there's a version that I have to do because I'm me. Um, and it's all sort of down to that riff, because that, you can't really play that riff any lower. Mm. If you play it higher, it loses a bit of its potency, and it's kind of like, oh, well, rock hard place, have to do this in a week. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, that's the great thing. I mean, it's... It's almost like rhetoric at this point, but with the podcast and the challenge of getting it done in a week, what might put you off potentially of like, oh, I wish the song could be like this, but alas, sort of thing. With the seven day challenge, you've got to be like, well, I wish it could be like this, but I'm going to do it anyway and I'm going to finish it anyway. And, it, you know. Yeah, at least it got done. One other thing that got done this week was your song, which was called The Closest Thing I Know. I know that because I can read it on my screen. Um <laughs> Shall we shall we have a listen to it with our ears? With our ears, sure. Let's listen. Okay, cool. My life can take a leaf out of the feeling of sitting by your side. I wouldn't have to hide behind the closest thing I know. No, to a letter I had to say it. I've been over this thing time and time again. Right that I should tell you where I've been for all those lonely nights. Oh, that's lovely. I love that. Thanks. Nice. I kind of love how this. <coughs> <coughs> Sorry, excuse me. <laughs> oh, that was I kind of like how this. <laughs> I yeah. like how this recording sounds. I feel like we were sort of mentioning like you could do like some nice mournful brass or something on like the da 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 da, all that sort of stuff. Like just super echoey, super back, but keep the focus on the finger picked acoustic. It really helps sell this song. I feel. Yeah, brass would be really cool to add to it. Yeah, I know what you mean, like that kind of like um, almost muted brass, like not uh, like you not hear Thunderbirds a... bombastic or anything. Yeah, just like... exactly. Uh, what's a good example of a song with brass like that? I feel like one's on the tip of my tongue. Uh, 
oh, that's going to bug me. Anyway, um, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> the the cool thing with a song like this, um, or a recording like this, I should say, is like listening back now, I don't hear the flaws that are there, if that makes sense. Like when I was recording, I was like, oh, damn, you know, in verse two, uh, I don't know, I was a little bit uh, sharp with a certain note or whatever. Whereas like listening back, I go, okay, I can accept the imperfections or whatever. And yeah, I don't know. That's kind of what I'm trying to do with like the weekly song collections at the moment is like just just take things warts and all and just release them. So I think the closest thing I know will be when I release kind of just as is, like once I master it and stuff like that. That's good. Uh, I am happy to hear that because it's a fantastic song, fantastic little ditty. It's all nice and like really emotional and sweet. Ow. Oh. Yeah. Bless you. <laughs> but you owe me a tenner for that. Oh, it's in the post. Um, it's always in the post. <laughs> I never get paid. Uh, uh, wait, so now, week three. Week three. Week three. Week I three. can't wait. I can't wait. <laughs> ha, ha. What was the song called again? It's called I Can't Wait. Oh, I see. Here we go. Feel all the seasons coming oh, I've forgotten I detuned it. <laughs> By how much? Uh, a tone, I think. Okay. Nice, nice. I can't wait. Declan song from week three. Uh, uh, really like it. You know what I worked out later on in the run is like doing character voices and things. I think that's really what this is missing. Like the sort of sense, because it's written from my own experience, but you could perform it a lot more. Like uh, mm. sounding more distressed on the chorus or sounding more exasperated or like going broader with it. Yeah, yeah, I, I can definitely see what you mean. But then that's one of the cool things about your run this season is um is that you did develop that character thing, but maybe like a couple of weeks too late too in late. how pronounced yeah. it was. But but you still got the Just any like, excuse for me to do silly voices, basically. You still got the scream "No way" in there, you know. Well, kind of like, but a muted one, like "No way!" Ah! Oh, this is mildly inconvenient. <laughs> <laughs> You've just like missed the bus, isn't like No way! Yeah. yeah. Now I'm gonna have to wait for five minutes more. <laughs> it like should have really been so. No way! Like a proper like i've clipped there but like a proper belter well there you go just sample that and put that in the, in the, in the next version <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a bit where it just cuts like this clipping distorted <laughs> <laughs> one thing i love about this song though is it it really appeals to my sort of musical adhd which is which is like because it there's never a moment where you go oh this has been the same for a few bars now it's like every like couple of bars is a different idea or like a different focus i just love that that's because i have really short ideas <laughs> <laughs> and i have a really short attention span so match made in heaven <laughs> hey <laughs> uh, i this could do with reworking quite frankly um but i i think it's dumb and silly enough that i can laugh at it so <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, sh shall we move on to yours 
Yeah, what's mine this week? Um, well, it's better, it's just as it's always been. Just as it's always been. All right, here we go. Friends were rolling on the ground. I barely even make a sound. Just like I always do. Oh, I'd love for there to be like a kick in at that point. I've like, uh, I barely make a sound. Just as I've always been. Oh, that would be kind of cool. <laughs> I mean, it'd be dumb as all hell, but it would be funny. I, I'm a fan of a kick in anywhere. Um, don't know what to say about that one, really. Oh, crap. The next one's playing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what to say about that one. Oh, oh, dearie me. The next one started. Oh, what a shame. Well, anyway, on to the next <laughs> But uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, I'm rather pleased with it. I think it's. Uh, I like it. Lyric lyrically, I think it's probably like one that I'm proud of from this run. I feel like I actually like kind of sat down and really worked on the lyrics on this one. I think. Yeah. It is very much like a focus on the words kind of song. The chords are amazing, but like uh, it is a focus on the words kind of song, which I really, 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 really like. Thanks. Thank you. Uh, I hope you got how much I like it. I, I really, 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 really do. I really do. Really do. Um, but I can't think of anything to say I'll about tell you it. what I want, what I really, really want. <laughs> I said I'll tell you what I want. I want a steak, and I want it medium rare, and I want a Coke, and I want it with ice, but no lemon. That's that all, sir. Yes, that'll do. Um, cool, uh, back yeah. to the song. <laughs> well, let's, let's take it to your, listen to your song, unless you can think of anything to say about mine. I can't think of anything to say about this one. I, I think it's like, almost perfectly formed as it is. Like, But I would love to hear, like... A luscious string section behind it. Well, that'd be kind of fun. Like, um, because you've got that improv bit in the middle, like where you've got the the uh, where it sort of suggests these movements in there anyway. You could sort of like prefigure that a little bit hmm. with uh the strings, and like uh, because we were saying we were sort of joking about like um I heart there's that lyric I hardly ever make a sound, just as it's always been. We were joking it'd be fun to put like a daft rock kick in there, but like um. <laughs> What you could do instead is like bring in like the orchestra, as it were. Oh yeah, that could be kind of cool. Yeah, like rather than like yeah, rather than like a Foo Fighters song kick in, just uh, come in with some a like, classical kick in. Yeah, something like uh, that could be a title. Like the strings on Good Yeah Good Night by the Beatles, that kind of stuff might be kind of fun. That could be fun. But then strings are so prohibitively expensive. Um, but I might get it for myself for Christmas or something. Yeah, treat yourself. <laughs> get some strings led <laughs> get some strings down yeah but yeah i really like that one <laughs> cheers thank you uh so let's see uh week four your song was parisian breeze english breather and now we've got two english listeners as well so yeah let, let's listen to a bit of it I love the chords on In Turn So Do I. Really Thank cool. This maze of unfamiliar a dance tonight. Everybody <laughs> gonna feel alright. Stay living 
uh, yeah, this is, I think, my joint favourite of the run, uh, along with Got A Lot Of Faith. Um, yeah, I just want to put this on a project, but I have nothing to put it on yet. But it will find a home. I don't know, we- weekly song collection, anyone? Cause it, uh, it seems, that's more Roger's thing, isn't it? it I'd be accused so of ripping him off. Complete, just as is, you know what I mean? It's got the... The sort of uh, dance tonight kick drum going on there with the. It's got the wonky harmonies. <laughs> it's got the attitude guitars. It's got the unsure vocal performance. It's got it all, really. <laughs> I don't actually hear any of that. I'm being completely honest. It's really strong. Well, well, thank you. Um, yeah, I, d- I do like this one, but uh, yeah, that's all I have to say about it. Really, I like it. I'm going to do something with it one day. Maybe not immediately, but you know, soon. Wait, definitely. That's prob- probably my favourite of yours this run, but I'm going to hold out until we listen to all of them. Thank, thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. It's all right. But I think this is the point where I started actually thinking about character. Okay. In terms of, like, the character was me, but it was me in my dream, and it was trying to relate that... Spe- it was trying to relate a specific sequence of events that happened narratively in a song. Hmm as opposed to what I normally tend to do when writing songs, which is just um, thought and feeling all over the place. Like, it's less cohesive, there's less of a through line, whereas here was, like, the point in the challenges where I was suddenly thinking, like, hmm, I need a theme, I need a through line, I need to be able to sort of communicate one sequence before the other. Well, <laughs> it's not, yeah. not what nothing I hadn't done before, but it's just the point where I thought, hmm... Better start thinking more about that. I think this is kind of what I meant when I uh, maybe poorly articulated what I said earlier. Of like, it feels like you've got like more of an identity and uh, or like uh, voice this season than ever before. And you've always had a strong identity and voice, but this time I think by sort of incorporating, I don't know, like almost like your drama background in a way, um, to to the way you narrativize things and the way you perform things. I think is just kind of like I don't know. It's really cool. Um, thank you. Uh, that's that's nice to hear. Um, shall we move on? <laughs> sure. There is nothing guaranteed to make me more uncomfortable than people saying genuinely nice things about me. <laughs> I'll, um, I'll try not to in future. Ah, <laughs> oh, fantastic. <laughs> no, I'm not kidding. I'll always be nice. I'll always try my Aww. best to be nice. Um. Anyway, your song this week a little bit better, as it always is. It does sound very 12-string, doesn't it? It does. I, I get the feeling that you're lonely I get the feeling that you're tired of being left out in the rain And I've been taking scraps that you've been throwing me Knowing me, I'll always do the same I should have listened when they told me I was walking into battlefields and confrontation Maybe I'd be better off to shut my Alright then Alright <laughs> Um yeah, um, you were saying during that one, there's a few different ways I could take it. Um, 
Yeah, still get a Foo Fighters vibe from it. So you could rock that up all the way. Or you could sort of just lean more into the uh, acousticness of it, which really sort of, sort of, I think, would pay off if you got to the I close my eyes and realize the sort of bridge bit. Like that really suits the acoustic feel of it, but like the sort of there's a drive to it. I feel that you could like take it forward in that way. It's a weird one as well, isn't it? Because like the riff is so obviously has a snare beat implied. The yeah, but like at the same time, I can't imagine like a snare drum like really sitting well there for some reason. It's almost like it should be acoustic. I don't know. You like to. <clears throat> some sort of big bass drum or tom drum or something instead. Well, that could be cool. Yeah. yeah. Like doing a boom, boom, that sort of thing. Yeah. 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 I yeah. love that one. Cheers. I love that one. It's pretty cool. I love all of yours. I love You're all of yours. very good at writing songs. You too, you too, you know. Mask, Yeah, but you're face, better. Face. Um, well, I, I, I completely You're disagree. a little bit better than me. <laughs> that ain't true. That ain't true. It and, is 100% true. And, and my, Everyone write in and let them know how much better he is than me. My first piece of evidence for that debate is Weeks 5 song from you called Love for Your Letters. So you're trying to prove you are better than me. Yep, this chat, this pans out. Let's listen to that then. If I could see. Okay, so uh, that was um, Love for Your Letters, Declan's song from week five. I love it. It's just a great piece of pop writing. It's so good. It needs some energy and some balls behind it. That's kind of what I'm annoyed with the demo about. Like, uh, it needs like someone to actually go hell for leather on it. But, you know, uh, that's what... Because the, yeah. the way it's performed at the moment, it's just kind of a gentle swaying, like a, yeah, <laughs> ooh, Ah, rather than like a yeah kind of thing, which it really needs. I think I may have clipped that as well. <laughs> yeah, I definitely clipped that. It's all good. But I, I mean, probably turn the, the mic down. That's the thing with demos, though, is like they say don't like your demos too much, you know, or else like when you go to do your proper studio version, so to speak, uh, it will never um, compare to the energy you captured in your demo. So I think by having a more downbeat demo for what you want to be an upbeat song is actually a really good thing. I'll, I'll, I'll accept your logic on that. Doesn't change the fact that I wish I'd done it a bit more energetically. <laughs> yeah, yeah maybe like a tad more like. Yeah, balls I'm gonna to use. I'm gonna use uh, today's challenge song as precedent to uh, just come in with full rock masterpieces every single time. <laughs> <laughs> no, I won't do that. That'd be cheating. But um, yeah, that song really just needs like energy, electric guitars, and things. It's simple as fuck, but it works. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's a cool song in that it's based around just the two basic elements of of the chords and the vocal. One and five. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to say that. 
Um, but uh, it, it's just really good. Like I say, a really great piece of pop writing. Thank you. Um, shall we listen to Forevermore, which I believe is your piano song this one, run, uh, Yeah, wasn't I was trying it? to remember which one was the piano one. Okay, yeah, let's, let's have a take a listen. Okay. It makes me wonder why I fall down crying when I know I'm lying. So I'll go on trying Dokey, Smokey. Uh, well, yeah, okay. Okie dokey, Smokey. That's my shortest one, apart from Pizza Ad um, <laughs> of this season. <laughs> It'd be difficult to be shorter than Pizza Ad. Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to try and set a new record for the shortest song every season now? To get down to the bit, uh, to next uh, round where it'll be like, okay, so here's my new song. Ah! <laughs> and that was my song. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> I think that's the goal. It's got to be the goal. Shortest song. In microseconds. I think the shortest. This is my computa- so this is my song. That was it. Uh, did you enjoy it? <laughs> um, I think the shortest song is um, Cannibal Corpse. It's like less than a second long. It just goes Bleh! like that. Uh, I'll take your word for that one. <laughs> I think I heard that once anyway. Um, anyway, uh, but yeah, forevermore. I don't know. It's um, it's okay. Probably my least favorite of this run. Um, Look. I feel this is like a contender for like a maybe I'm bored kind of treatment. Yeah, I mean, for people who don't know, that's a piano sort of live-ish album. I, I, live and a half. Live, live and a half, yeah. Um, the, uh, the, uh, songs, that, yeah, piano-based songs. Yeah, it could be kind of cool on something like that, actually. Because uh, like, you could, if you get the bass sorted and you get a tight drummer, like, put that down with a piano as a live backing and then you can sort of like put more ethereal stuff on the top and it'd be really cool yeah that it definitely has room for like you know ebos and sort of uh pad synths and that sort of airy stuff but anyway um so week six week six gotta get out gotta get out it's gotta be done that's your song if you gotta get out but we're about to listen to my song i gotta get out i've gotta get out oh okay Okay, let's let's take a listen to your song. <laughs> Go. We're idiots. <laughs> <laughs> if you all be seen as one that wasn't paid for for Jamie and Zoe to beat. I originally wanted to try and put like a sci-fi or nerd reference into every line. And it just, <laughs> just ran out after two lines. It's just like, <laughs> oh, okay. It's like, okay, we got something there. Nice. Got to get Ends out. on a major so you know it's happy. <laughs> yeah. So people stop worrying about whether I'm actually doing okay. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't worry about the past three minutes or two minutes. Yeah, because it ended on a nice happy chord. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. That's like um, the equivalent of like having a day that's like a tough day at work or something. And they're coming home and you eat a donut. At least I had this donut. My life might be collapsing around me, but I got this sweet treat. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but yeah, really cool. I mean, I definitely want to produce with drums and stuff. Hey. Eh? Uh, yeah, I'm debating whether this goes on like the sort of takeover project or whether I just put it into another thing. But if it did go into the takeover project, it would need a little bit of a rewrite. What's a takeover so, project? It's a it's a thing where I was talking about with the countdown and with master and with maybe this. Oh, like, I, I know what you're talking about. I just didn't realize it was called takeover. But yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, it's not, but I just don't want to actually say the name of it. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, yeah, it definitely fits the the tone, at least of um. Of it's got a ones. silly voice in the background, so it definitely fits the tone. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Um, but yeah, very cool song. Yeah, I love the fact that it sounds so weird, and yeah, it's just literally like, just make sure you get out of the house once in a while. Yeah, it's like yeah, um, like a very kind of like. You know, sensible, healthy warning over like a driving rock song. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh dear. Um, it's amazing, which coincidentally is also the title of your next song, no matter what you say. Um, yeah, good link. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I've, I've changed the title. No, he hasn't. It's still called Amazing. I ha- uh, oh okay. <laughs> All right. Go. I own your music, Roger. <laughs> I tell you what to do. <laughs> Let's take a listen to these bad boys and show we? Let's do it. It's amazing how we haven't been together all this time. Had I known there was a better way, I might have changed my mind. And I swear this memory is one I can't complete. If you see me out there walking, stars upon my feet if you see me out there walking thank the stars upon my feet if you see me out there walking thank the stars upon my feet that's amazing it's like it's like the baggage claim version <laughs> Sweeping out of butter and I don't get any left of my own. I got no bones. You got no reason to be jealous now. That's the second Louis Armstrong voice ever. I mean, this episode. Ever. I don't, I don't <laughs> think the first Louis Armstrong voice was on record, I think. <laughs> I think it was. He was a recording artist, Declan. Don't forget. We'll have to, we'll have to see, but I really do like this one. I like um, we were talking about at the end, like the last bit of it is just like one voice, one guitar, as opposed to the rest of it having some overdubs on it. It's really nice use of like uh, sort of studio production, even in the form of a demo. Well, I I was saying to you as well, like it's it's just kind of to make it that bit more like intimate and close. Um, but but then it's like it's not even like that thought out in a way. It's just like oh okay, the chorus is here, and whatever like whatever track I'm recording, whether it's a backing vocal or a guitar or whatever, it wants to everyone wants to play. But it's like okay, let's back off and let the end of the song just be by itself, sort of thing. Mm, it's being in service of the song, as opposed to being uh, just like showy offy. Yeah, I mean that's the thing I've been, I've been practicing with recording as well recently. It's like. You know, it's so tempting to be like, okay, I'll show off on the bass when I'm recording bass. I'll show off on my backing vocals. But it's like, actually, less is more quite often. So, like, just having, like, mm. a simple bass part that just plays, like, the root note for four bars can be way more effective for the actual overall tune than 
and like Vic, yeah, Victor Wooten in it all over the place. The Wooten in it, yeah, has a time and a place. The new verb that mostly, mostly if you're Victor Wooten. Shall we move on to week seven? Final week of this series. Um, final week where our thoughts are basically just going to be exactly the same as last episode. <laughs> yeah, this always happens. It's unavoidable, really, isn't it? Um, so yeah. your song week seven is Master. Yes. Here I go. Listen to your master. Listen to the groove of your feet as I shuffle down the street on these steps so refined. Listen to the scrape of the road as I do my best to show on the beat kept in time. And if you gotta give it, you wanna make a living. So that was Master. Um, really cool. Off the wall. Um, theatrical. Uh, great contrast between the hook and the verse. Um, <laughs> love it. It's brilliant. Thank you for these kind words about the song. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I, I really want to write the rest of that project now, but I've got to wait. I've got to wait. I've got to go. I've got to get other things finished first. That's the thing, and it's it's so frustrating to have an idea for something where you're like, okay, I have more ideas for like what I could develop this into as a bigger project, but it's like, oh crap, I've got work. I've got other projects fair, which I still haven't even finished. <laughs> the main reason I can't wait is because it just gives me. An, reason to sort of act stupid and just like i was sort of like laughing every single time like it goes like surrender to me complete control <laughs> so it's like okay you cannot pronounce that properly <laughs> you have to go like weird on it every single time yeah like a different approach every single time you sing it i kind of also like as well which i've tried and trying to use a little bit more often it's just the ability to speak in a recording or speak in a song which, um, you know, you've got that in the middle. Did you think this was a part-time thing? <laughs> like, um, that sort of stuff. It's brilliant. I mean, it, like I say, that's one thing I love about this season's writing from you is that you have embraced that theatricality um, and the performance. Just being nuts, basically. <laughs> I think that there's so much, like, creativity in being nuts. Even if it's just, like, the way you record or produce something. Like, I'm going to record this in a really off-the-wall way. I think there's a well of uh, inspiration in that stuff. It's cool, really cool. Thank you. Um, now for our replacement song. <laughs> uh, it's cool. It's cool. Replacement. I'll stop with these dad jokes. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll get myself fired. A life that I hardly remember. A life in the past that I barely the words to describe. Haven't I been very vacant? Pretty vacant. Haven't I lived it's a reference the to the bollocks. To the bollocks. If I could find <laughs> that famous punk band, the bollocks. Let's see how we go <laughs> for a while. If he falls for the same tricks that I do. Nicely performed. I like that. Yes, it's a nice little ballad to end off our weeks. I love the uh, chord sequence. We were talking about it last week, um, but you were saying that there's a line in there that actually refers to songwriting itself. Yeah, yeah. In the in the final verse where I go, um, if I can laugh at perfection, if I can live for a while, um, it's just kind of like 
kind of talking to myself, like, don't try and do this perfectly. Like, if you try and do it perfectly, which I always try to do, I always try to make the perfect recording. And it's like, I have flaws as a musician, as a person. So by actually embracing the imperfection, I think the songs generally come up better, even if they have, like, warts and all. See, uh, laughing at perfection, I'm just going to laugh at you, Roger, just for a second. So uh, just, I'm just obeying your words. So, <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's a compliment, <laughs> but you're still laughing <laughs> in my face. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. I hope that you realise how perfect you are. I'm, I'm touched. <laughs> Not literally, we're on the other side of a phone call. He's a very um, long finger, he's got there, Declan. <laughs> I'm just poking like my pointer stick through the telephone line. <laughs> Ow. What on earth are we on? Um, <laughs> Alright, that's it. We're we're done with um we're done with this season of, of roundups. Um I I think you had a great season. I, I will actually stick to what I said earlier and in, in saying that Parisian Breeze English Breather is my favourite of yours this this Oh, this season really cool oh thank you you had a great season you were very consistent in your runs i i i love all of them i can't pick oh my god here don't god. make me pick here we go no you don't have to pick um i do oh, i have to though <laughs> 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 um What's it gonna be? What's it gonna uh, be? What's it gonna be from the DEC? Uh, just as it's always been, but only by Nat's whisker. Like, Nat's whisker, I like that. Yeah, but they're also good this season. You've had a very great run. I I do enjoy your music. Thanks, bud. Appreciate it. Really appreciate it. Um, and likewise with yours. Oh, you. Um. Oh man, we can actually like. Breathe now. Do you know what I mean? Like now we don't. We're not writing for a while. It's like ah. Now we have to worry about is episode one hundred and the mailbag this episode. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But um, yeah, yeah. Very cool. cool. Burning on. So last week we mentioned that we had a couple of emails in, and this is the email uh, that we didn't read out this last week, uh, which we are reading out this week. It is from Aaron J Milner, who has written to the podcast before. And he writes, Dearest Weekly Song Podcast. There's a little uh, emoji of a monocle. I feel I should put on my best RP voice for this. Though I haven't written formally in for some time, I've still been listening and enjoying the show very much. The eighth song I've finished for my next album is the reason I'm writing to you today. I can't keep this up. I wrote it in a week. <laughs> this song, like many songs, is about someone I feel strongly for. So strongly that I love her. This song is about my... Leans back from laptop... Girlfriend! Go on, Aaron. Oh, that's awesome. You still there? Sorry, I accidentally pulled my headphones out of the... <laughs> Man, you're really committed there. to the reading of this email. <laughs> oh, I'm just following the stage directions, mate. I say, I say with such exclamation because she's the first that I've had in five years. I've been trying to write a song about her for some time. I didn't care for the other things I've worked on, so they never found their way to completion. I really wanted her song to be my best so far. The one that I finished is good, but I still want to write one better. She's also a musician, sound engineer, visual artist of many disciplines. We spent a lot of time playing songs for each other. Oh, that's nice. I'm, I'm lonely now. Yeah, me too. That, that sounds like heaven. Oh, oh God. Wait, way to make us jealous. Um, the demo I made for it is different from the other ones that I've done. 
Harmonies have been something that I struggle with for the whole time I've been recording, snap, mostly because I've been only working with my voice. When I hear my voice, I struggle to produce a note that isn't the one I know goes where I'm singing this song, snap. I practice by singing harmonies on other people's songs, snap. Um, I look forward to recording my next album so I can have other people doing the harmonies. That's a dream. Um, the chords are mostly unremarkable, but I must say that I do enjoy playing the chorus. I've also done a cover of Declan's If Only. It really struck me when I heard it because it feels like a song that I would write. The line at 30 years still struggling to grow really got me. I'm 27 and still not sure if I'm on the right path. It's also really fun to play. The chorus section starting If I Could Only Find has a chord progression that walks very nicely down then back up. If you could speak about the relationship with the chords and what you can remember writing about it, I'd love to hear it. I hope you're well, Aaron J. Milner. Oh, thanks so much for that thoughtful and, uh, you know, very eloquent email. That's awesome, Aaron. And that is congrats amazing. on the relationship. That's so cool. That's really nice to hear. Woo! Seconded. Happy thoughts and yay. Happy thoughts and yay. What on earth am I talking about? <laughs> it's been a long episode. Don't beat yourself up. Yeah, we've been recording for nearly two hours now. <laughs> um, shall we have a listen to Aaron's song? Yeah, let's take a listen. Take love for free. Cause when you give 
That was Give and Take by Aaron J. Milner. And I love it. It's great. I really love that. I love in the verses where you've got the different uh, vocals coming up around you. Like, ah, it kind of reminds me of um, Fleetwood Mac, Little Lies. Yeah. Where yeah. they do that in the chorus. It's a really strong song. I really like it. Definitely. And uh, I, I love the um, the general lyrical refrain, um, you know, when you give love, then you take love for free. I love that. It's a really good line. And uh, true and sort of very catchy as well. Yeah, I love the bridgey bit as well when you're sort of like travelling to the final chorus. They're sort of causing that really interesting. Yeah, I did too. And also just the general like uh, like production arrangement of the song. Um, it didn't feel like overcooked at all. It just felt like, okay, cool. You've got like a really, a really strong vocal, by the way. Uh, yeah. Vocal there. And then you've got like the harmonies under that lovely reverb in the left and right headphone. It and kind of just, feels like, very ethereal, kind of like almost like it's coming from somewhere behind you. Yes, definitely, definitely. And it gives it a whole other dimension to if it was just the lead vocal and guitar. And then with the tambourine as well, it's like it's not like overstating itself. It's just... Lovely little accompaniment rhythmically. Yeah. Two thumbs up, one out of one. One out of one, Aaron. Awesome. Very cool, mate. Also, I will say that I've heard his version of uh, If Only, which is... It's it's weird to hear someone else doing that song, but it's nice to hear someone else who can sing doing that song. Um, if you want to listen to that, that is on his Instagram, which is at Aaron J. Milner. Uh, that's Milner with two L's. Uh which he said he's going to be posting up there at some point. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's weird to hear someone else doing one of your songs. That's all I can say about that. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I can imagine. I'll have to go that and listen at some point because I haven't actually heard his cover of your song yet. But um, Oh, it's good. Listen to it. Awesome. Okay, cool. Yeah. And definitely give Aaron a follow on Instagram. And uh, and I believe he's got stuff on Spotify as well. Um, I but... think so. Let's just double check that before we send people on a wild goose chase. Keep them talking. Uh, hi, listeners. It's me, Roger. Um, I had cornflakes this morning, which is the first time I've had cornflakes in ooh, over a year. Definitely over a year. I was going to go for the frosted kind, but I'm trying to stay in shape to some degree. So um, went for the non-frosted in a strange turn for the books. Um, and they were okay. Considered putting a little extra of my own sugar on them, but yeah, didn't Yeah, I believe he's got stuff that. on... Uh... Spotify as well, so you can follow him there. Excellent. Okay, yeah, definitely uh, give Aaron a follow. And, uh, yeah, again, really appreciate the email, Aaron. Um, and, yeah. Uh, we'll yeah, just, look forward to hearing more from you in the future as well. Do send more stuff in. Indeed. We'll just answer, like, what I can remember about writing it. It's sadly not a lot because I wrote it very quickly. Uh, like, it was written to replace... Do you remember the song Catchlight that I wrote? Yeah. That was going to go on my Captive Audience EP, and then I decided against it. Uh, so... I figured I needed something else in there. So that's kind of where If Only came about. And like the lyrics are very surface level. Like what they say they are about is what they're about. Um, it's just basically having fun in the F sharp major scale. Uh, so like most of the chords just fit nicely within there, with the exception of the pre bridge bit. But um, if you want to hear my version, go to my band camp where it's on there. And if you want to hear Aaron J. Milner's version of it, which is better, uh, go to his Instagram. Awesome. Awesome. So that's it for this episode and this season of the Weekly Song Podcast. Thank you very much for listening. If you'd like to write in, if you've got a song that you've written in a week, 
if you just like seeing words appear in cyberspace and sending them off to other people, then why not get in contact with us at weeklysongpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can also follow us on SoundCloud and on YouTube and on Instagram and on Podbean and on Spotify and presumably various other places as well. Um, I would not know entirely because I am an idiot and I did not prepare this section before I started speaking. Uh, <laughs> Roger, where can they find you and your music? Uh, best place is uh, my band camp, rogerheathers.com. Um, and also follow me on Instagram at rogerheathers. I will mention as well that a week from today, uh, I've got my first weekly song collection uh, coming out as an album. Um, which will be available exclusively from my Bandcamp first, um, and that'll be next Friday. Um, which uh, let me just let me just check the date. Why not? Why not check the date? Why not Evident- be prepared? Evidently, episode ninety nine is the episode for not actually checking things before you say them on air. <laughs> oh man, so We're that, terrible. That- that is Friday the 4th of December, and uh, that's going to be a bunch of, like, glitzed-up versions of the weekly songs uh, available on my website. And then later it'll be on Spotify and stuff. But, yeah, so do check that out. And Declan, where can they find you and your music? Uh, you can currently go to declankitchener.bandcamp.com, uh, where you can find my EP, The Captive Audience. You can also go to uh, Declan Kitchener Music on YouTube, where I've been... I've got some covers. I've put one up recently, a Bruce Springsteen cover, which I was challenged to do, uh, which was fun. Which was uh, really good as well. Worth a listen. Is your one uh, live, Roger, before I mention it? Yeah, yeah, mine's live, yeah. you can. Roger's also part of this challenge, and you can sort of see his cover of Dancing Queen uh, online, which is really, really good. Oh, thank you. I mean, yeah, that's that's kind of worth mentioning as well. While we're away... After episode 100 for a little while, we're going to be doing this challenge, like, um, but we're not going to be podcasting about it, this covers challenge thing. So yeah, definitely give us um, a follow on YouTube and uh, we're giving each other, uh, us and a few friends, giving each other songs to cover um, every couple of weeks, um, which has been a really fun challenge so far. So it might be a bit of a change of pace and a cool thing to follow along. Yeah, if you if you uh, are interested in us beyond songwriting, which in Roger's case is fair, in my case, you need your head checked. Um what else? Uh, oh, yes. Next week is episode 100. Ooh, Episode doggy. 100! Except put up, put up, put up, put up. It's actually technically uh, the 101st thing we'll be putting on our Instagram. In our, on our Instagram? On our SoundCloud, because we did that teaser a while back, which bumps everything up by one. Oh, that damn teaser. That's, so, oh, that's the bane of my life, that teaser. You, you've been listening to a stealth version of episode 100. Ooh, but, I like um, that. We'll be doing the proper episode 100 next week, um, which will be, I think, the idea currently is uh, to listen to a couple of our old demos and sort of have fun trawling through our own personal archives. Sounds great. Sounds great. Yeah, it's going to be fun to have a listen to some... Like weird odds and ends, I think is is the thing. Yeah, like uh, how songs didn't end up going, or where you see the germs of things starting. Because essentially, it's fine to sort of bring these to the podcast and occasionally show you a little bit of a demo and say like, "Oh yeah, this one like just sort of came out," but it's not always the way. And I think it's fun to show you some of our dead ends and works in progress. 
Definitely, definitely. Um, and also just like kind of variations on things where you go, okay, well, that song ended up on an album, but here's the ugly version, which didn't end up anywhere because, it, you know, I don't know, it ended up with synths on it or something. Here's a version where I'm just scatting through the words and I don't know anything and it's on the wrong instruments. There'll be a lot of that next week. Pretty much, yeah, which is going to be fun trying to sort of get those all sorted. 